Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Tech News, live from Erie, PA. What's up, Paul? How's it going? Wow, you are basing over there, buddy. I am doing just fine. Now, if you're wondering why we are uh, putting a little bit of uh, character into this, it's because we are live from Erie, where I drove out to do a special edition with Paul. So Nice to have you. It is feeling really great. I love the setup. Dude, I just got to tell you, I know I've told you 50 times. I've been out here for a couple hours. We went to a TEDx meetup. Uh, We're not going to get into that because we have a podcast coming right after this. So without further ado, here's Tech, Tech, Tech News. We got to work on that. I I fucking suck at that. All right. So I guess, uh, do you want want me to take off or? Yeah, I'll let you start this time. All right. So on top of. The new Google ads coming out for small businesses. I love that they drop words because whatever, but Google AI blog has released an article on self-supervised tracking via video colorization where they accidentally, that's my words, not theirs, stumbled upon a way to not have to track all your data while you're uh, uh, trying to have your uh, AI learn your videos. And they're using colorization where they track a single color to a grayscale uh, frame and then which will help track and they did this, uh, Not ex- it's not explicitly done, but they wrote a nice article about it, and it'll be in the show notes. All right. And anybody out there that's tried a recruiter, I've got an article that's got some tips. Uh, it suggests you don't give away your references until after the last face-to-face or the last interview with them uh, for some reasons, like they might be snatching uh, your references because they might be more qualified than you, or you might burn your references by the recruiter turning around and actually calling them behind your back. Uh, and there's a couple other things, but we'll link to that article in the show notes below. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of something called B2 Blaze, but it is a storage. It's probably one of the cheapest uh, uh, storage uh, services you can get online. It's just in comparison, AWS S3 is 320% more expensive to store and 400% more expensive to transfer to the internet. Well, somebody created a Python library that is now live. It looks like literally hours ago they made this and it will directly talk to your B2Blaze bucket. Sorry, (laughs) I'm not used to calling something else a bucket, but, uh, and that link will be in the show notes. All right, and if you guys haven't heard about Google Duplex, you should quickly do a search on that because this thing, is awesome it's a machine ai powered receptionist some awesome technology that google uh, announced at the previous io conference Uh, but i've got another article it was released just within the last 24 hours on another a little demonstration that uh, google execs did with the 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 software uh, just demoing it and discussing this article gets into some of the legality around Google Duplex, something I haven't thought about, and that's the two-party consent states against uh, voice recordings. So that might be something on Google Duplex's horizon, something they might have to deal with, and there's considerations in only releasing the service in states with a single-party consent because the, the recordings would be, you know, or the, the service would be recording conversations in order to process it. So. Uh, either that or lobbying to update the laws, <laughs> but um, more more on that, uh, and you'll get the full take uh, on that article from TechCrunch in the show notes below. Um, real quick, 
YouTube picture-in-picture picture is now available for Android users in the U.S. for free. And if you don't use YouTube Premium, you should. It's it's pennies, but uh, before you couldn't actually watch a video in the background with a picture-in-picture. Picture. And they now just released it, so you can do that for free. So I shall link down the show notes, but there you go. All right, and how many of you raised your hands are full-stack developers or consider yourself a full-stack developer? <laughs> I've got an article for you. It's about this guy <laughs> who doesn't believe in full-stack engineering, believes that they are unicorns. I know how we all love our unicorns. Mm-hmm. But his, his position is that it is unicorn-esque to be able to master both of the back-end and the front-end. And... If you are a true full stack developer, you would be a master of both of the arts of back end and front end <laughs> engineering, of which he has not met but one. Uh, I'll let you dive in and form your own opinion on whether full stack engineering should be a real thing or not. Visit that article in the show notes below. Now, for my next article, it's a long one, so I'm going to try to brief it up as easily as possible and let you guys read in the show notes, but it's one I want you guys to pay attention to. It's called Why ActivityPub is the Future. Now, for any of you that have heard of what Mastodon is, uh, they released an article that talks about why... Um, okay, well, first of all, it's called... Acti- the 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 protocol is called an open web protocol and it's called activity pub. Okay. And the article is basically about why that is the future because no matter what open web protocol type systems like Mastodon and there goes on the list many more, but I want to wrap this up. Um, why those won't die because unlike Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, how if those were to shut down today, you'd lose all your followers and friends and stuff like that. Uh, open web protocol has a certain, uh, the the way the protocol stands is all that uh, any app or uh, service that's built on top of it is actually not hosting those users and followers and the data that they're grabbing from it, uh, unlike Facebook and Google. And it's a great read, and I suggest you guys check it out. Uh, link to the sh- link is in the show notes. And I've got one specifically for nostalgic purposes. This one took me back a number of years. It's originally published on February 2nd of 2000, titled Friends Don't Let Friends Use AOL. And this was an interesting read for me, an interesting take on uh, folks who would try and and persuade their friends to not use AOL accounts and instead switch to open ISPs like Earthlink, if any of you remember (laughs) earthlink.net from back in the day. But yeah, it was against AOL because reasons being AOL with their software restricted your internet access in the terms of they provided everything for you. It was curated through their interface. You'd log on to AOL from anywhere and you'd get this kind of curated interface way of, of seeing the internet through the eyes of AOL. Whereas opposed to like Earthlink and other ISPs, that was more of the free open internet where you could you know enjoy the fullness and richness of the actual internet as it was uh aol became popular because of its ease of access to get people connected to the internet um but yeah this was this article was just very nostalgic taking me back to the early days of the internet uh the discussions between aol and earthlink so uh for just the nostalgic purposes if you want to check it out link to that's in the show notes below i highly recommend this one um all right uh, do you have anything else for today 
I think that about wraps it up for me. All right. Well, I will say that I hope if you catch this to just go right back to the whatever podcast you are listening to this on, whatever app, and stay tuned for the next uh, release podcast. That will not be news. It'll be a more curated episode for me and Paul. Uh, do you have anything else? No, I think that about wraps it up. Thank you once again for tuning in to Tech News. My name's Nick. And I'm Paul. Peace.